It's the time of year when we're all thinking about goals and priorities. Now is the time to plan your next trip. Whatever kind of travel fills you up, whether it's lounging on the beach, connecting with family and friends, or going on a foreign adventure, Expedia has the tools you need to plan a great trip. Download the Expedia app or visit Expedia.com to start planning. You do need to be a OneKey member to use price tracking. Signing up is easy and free. Expedia, made to travel. Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. I'm Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is time. Taking time to be more fully present. Your journey to become more inspired and connected to the deeper world around us starts right now. Over the years, I'd heard about Deepak Chopra and had read one of his books, Quantum Healing, and had been fascinated by it. Well, Dr. Chopra has a philosophy that I'm anxious to share with all of you. It's the kind of philosophy that I think can keep us healthy. In fact, he says followers of his philosophy will outlive most of us. In his book, Ageless Body, Timeless Mind, he talks about how we do not even have to age as we know aging to be in our society. We're glad to have you join us. Thank We're really you. Glad. It's very kind of you. Yes. Now, I want to talk about all the things that you say in this book. Let's start with, first of all, you say we're the only creatures on Earth who can change our biology by what we think and what we feel. That's because we have a thinking body. Whenever you have a thought, you make a chemical that goes along with the thought. And there are receptors to these chemicals, not only in brain cells, but in all the cells of your body. So if you look at immune cells, for example, that help you fight against cancer and mm -hmm. infection. Immune cells have receptors, they're listening, they're eavesdropping to your internal dialogue. Now we are the only people who have a nervous system that knows this. And so by knowing this, by being aware of this, we can consciously change the chemistry of our body because to think is to practice brain chemistry and body chemistry. I'm fascinated by that thought because that's like when you're thinking, you all know when you're thinking a happy thought and you're feeling real good about yourself and you're thinking you're cute that day, that you kind of produce a kind of something in your body that makes you even happier. It's like sort of pleasure endorphins right. or something. Uh, yeah, more than that. You produce imipramine, which is an antidepressant. You produce immunomodulators like interleukins and interferons, which are powerful anti-cancer drugs. So if you're going on a joyride and you feel very joyful and you feel ebullient and you feel effervescent, mm -hmm. your body is flooded with these chemicals that are very powerful anti-cancer drugs. If you had to buy them, it might cost you about $40,000 to do that. But you make millions of dollars of these when you do that. When so you have every single thought that you have is creating something in your body chemically. Right. Not just in your brain. For example, when you say, I have a gut feeling about such and such, mm -hmm. your gut is making chemicals that reflect that thought. Your gut is smarter than your brain because it doesn't doubt its own thinking. It has evolved to a stage where the gut 
that's what intuition is. It's your body giving you messages in the form of comfort or discomfort or an inner knowing. Or when you say, my heart is heavy with sadness, then the heart is actually loaded with sad chemicals. And you say, I'm bursting with joy. Happy molecules. Happy molecules. Happy molecules. Okay, well, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people find this to be very controversial because, you know, I have friends now who are suffering with cancer. And when you talk about this kind of thing, that your, body, your mind creates whatever is going on in your body, that makes people feel like they have to blame themselves for the disease they created. But, so are you saying that if you have disease, you have the disease because you somehow, because of every thought you've had, put it there. See, it's much more complicated that, mm -hmm. than that. We are participants in everything that happens in our life. To that extent, we have to take responsibility. And to the extent we can change our participation. If you come to me and you say, I have this problem, I can tell you what are the things in your life that you can change, whether it's in your diet, your lifestyle, your sleep patterns, your relationships. Basically, it amounts to the toxicity in your life. Toxic environments, toxic Toxic food, toxic drinks, toxic relationships, mm -hmm. toxic emotions. Toxic They, relationship can make <laughs> sure, you sick. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> all these ultimately cause toxins in your body. And we have to get rid of those toxins. Ten people can be exposed to a carcinogen. Not everybody gets cancer. A uh, hundred people are exposed to a virus. Not everybody comes down with the cold. So let's look at those factors that make you susceptible and those factors that make you resistant to this disease, cancer or whatever. And then we'll try and change those factors, and you and I will take a responsibility to do that. Okay, let's talk about how we're all connected, mind, body, and spirit. Well, the mind is the thoughts that we have. The body is the molecules, the chemicals that those thoughts produced. But who is having those thoughts? That's the spirit. And the spirit is in the silent spaces between the thoughts. So right now, for example, as I'm speaking to you, mm -hmm. I'm orchestrating a certain sequence of thoughts. I could say, I'm going to take off my shoe, I'm going to put on my shoe, I'm going to make a phone call, I'm going to pay you a compliment. Between this idea and the next idea is me, the thinker of the thought, who could make infinite choices. In every little space between my thoughts, is the infinite choice maker. That's the spirit. That is the Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash! Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Now, isn't part of the problem of all the suffering in the world, particularly when it comes to disease, is that people think that they are their bodies? Yes, people think they are physical machines that have learned how to think. In fact, 
they are a spirit that makes thoughts that has learned how to create the physical machine. And if you really want to heal yourself, then you want to get in touch with that part of yourself that's not time bound, that's not in the field of change, that's non-changing. There's a part of you, Oprah, that is there when you were a little child, when you were an adolescent, uh -huh. that is there now, and it hasn't changed. It's that little child that's witnessing the scene and it's standing behind with an alert appreciation of all the roles you've played, you know, the film star. Now, is that a little child or is that just a memory of the little child? Actually, it's even primordial to the memory of the little child. It's the silent spirit behind the scenes. If I'm playing Hamlet today and I'm playing uh, Julius Caesar tomorrow, the me that's playing those roles doesn't change. It's the, just the roles that are changing. The, that part of you that doesn't change is the spirit. And as I said, it's in the silent spaces between your thoughts. And it's a real force. The spirit is as real as gravity or time. It's equally as abstract, incomprehensible, mysterious, but it's much more powerful. You get in touch with the spirit and you can change your whole world. Okay. You say that this means that the line between biology and psychology can't really be drawn with any certainty. A remembered stress which is only a wisp of a thought, releases the same flood of hormones as the stress itself. Right. How is that? And what does that mean? Because the brain doesn't know the difference between an actual experience and an imagined experience. If I anticipate surgery, then I'm afraid of the surgery. I'll release the same flood of hormones as the surgical procedure. In fact, I might release even more. If I think in my mind that I'm watching the sun, my pupils will dilate. If I think in my mind I'm in the darkness, the pupils will contract. If I think I'm holding some hot coals in my hand, the temperature will go up. If I think I'm holding ice in this hand, the temperature will go down. So every wisp of thought releases a flood of hormones and chemicals and chemical messengers, and every little cell in your body is eavesdropping on that. In fact, your body is nothing other than the projection of your own consciousness. We experience ourselves objectively as the body, we experience ourselves subjectively as the mind, and actually whatever we are experiencing is an aspect of our own self. So that means, for instance, if you've had a traumatic experience, or you, let's just talk about what goes on in everybody's lives. If you're worried about something and you don't see any resolution to that, the worry about the, the, the experience causes as much problem as the actual experience. If not more. If not more. If not more, because when you're actually in the midst of the experience, you have an alert appreciation of the experience and you can handle it. You know what to do at that time. The right response comes to you for the situation as it occurs. But so, if you're worrying about it, then your attention is caught up in that. So as you are worrying about it, you're creating stress in your body, which can, can create the chemical that makes whatever that disease is that results from that particular worry. Right. Stress is... Have we, have we discovered whether or not certain things, like for instance, people who repress anger or people who are angry all the time, whether or not certain emotions cause certain diseases? Yes. Anger causes inflammatory disorders more than anything else. Depression is correlated with cancer. Guilt is also correlated with cancer. Repression, repressing things yeah, inside. What, you see, the only two real emotions we always experience are pain and pleasure. And when we experience the pain and we let ourselves experience it as it's occurring, mm -hmm. then we don't have problems. But if we withhold it, then it gets locked up inside our body as anger. And if we redirect it, it becomes guilt. If we anticipate it in the future, it becomes fear. 
But all these fear, anger, guilt, depression are expressions of our inability to feel the pain when we are having it. Because you, we're afraid to feel it. Because we're afraid to face it. Okay, we're talking today with Dr. Deepak Chopra, the author of many books, including Ageless Body, Timeless Mind. Dr. Chopra says, we can all live past 100. Question is, do we want to? If we follow an ancient healing science, we asked him to give us a tour of a center in Massachusetts. Take a look at what goes on there. This is the center where people come with chronic illness, but they also come here to have the experience of health. This procedure, Shirodhara, brings about a state of restful alertness in the brain. And when the brain is rested, the body is rested. And when the body is rested, healing is amplified. The skin is one of the richest sources of healing chemicals and hormones. And effective massage can release a flood of hormones and chemicals, the effects of which can last for up to three weeks. Next, open the palms in toward the chest, lock the thumbs together. Yoga gives you the experience of your body as a component of the spirit, the mind, and the physical body. So, you say that aging is a mistake. Well, you know, when I was researching this book, I found that we have some real misconceptions about the aging process. For example, almost everybody believes that aging is fatal. But you look at the data and you'll find nobody really dies of old age. They die of diseases that accompany old age, which are largely preventable. Everybody believes that aging is irreversible. Now, that's also a misconception, because if you remove toxins from your body, if you learn to get the stress out of your life through meditation, if you change your environment, mm -hmm. and if you go to undergo certain procedures like increase antioxidants in your diet, you can actually reverse the biological markers of aging, like your hormone levels will reverse. There's a sex steroid called dehydroepiandrosterone sulfate. Lost me there. <laughs> DHEA mm -hmm. for short. And as people grow old, this sex steroid, it goes down, but you can actually reverse it through these procedures. You can change the blood pressure, you can improve your hearing, you can improve your eyesight. In short, all the things that we think go with the aging process are reversible. Most people think aging is normal, but what's normal? Perhaps we are confusing the normal with the psychopathology of the average, which is dull and uninteresting. I mean, there are people who are 25 and look 40 and behave like 40. There are people who are 60 and behave and have the biology of a person who's 30. And what we say is that was just they had good genes. No, but that's another misconception. We think that aging has a genetic component. And yet, that's only a very partially true statement. If your parents lived up to be more than 80 years, mm -hmm. it adds only three years to your life. But you can do things with your stress in the life, with the toxins in your environment, with your food, with your lifestyle, that can add 30 to 50 years, much more time to your life, and not only life to your years, but years to your life, both the quality and the quantity, and that you override the genes. Most people think aging is universal, but there are organisms in this world that never age. Like? Like microorganisms, like protozoa, like certain other species, like the hydra. They keep up their metabolism in such a way that their catabolism... No, but they're not human beings. But listen, they're part of nature. What it means is that in nature there are mechanisms mm -hmm. 
and there's, we have a biological clock that can respond to mechanisms. We are the only species, as we said earlier, mm -hmm. who's aware of this, so we can change it. Right, because we're the only species that knows we're aging when we're aging. That's right, and to, be know, to know that, you, can in, you have a feedback loop of information. You can it. use that to influence the whole process. Right, that's why people say you're only old as you think, because it's that whole 40 thing. Absolutely. I'm gonna be 40 and people are already asking me, how are you gonna feel? Right, exactly, and when, when in fact, now science tells us that our biological potential is at least, and I don't even buy that, I think it's much more, but current prevailing scientific wisdom says our biological potential is 130 years, which means till you're 70, you don't even begin middle age. This is the best time of your youth. Yes! <laughs> you say that every cell in your body regenerates. If you control every cell in your body, you can remake yourself. Well, how the, the thing is, how are we going? How do you control every cell see, in your because, body? You're just trying to get a hold of the day. No, because see, you don't have to do it. If you just control one thing, you can control everything in the body. The human body replaces 98% of all the atoms in one year. I know, make, it was fascinating. Yeah, isn't that? that? You, make that a new, you make a new liver every six weeks, a new skin once a month, a new skeleton once you know every that? three months. Did you know that? she didn't know that either. Yeah. I read that, I was stunned by well, that. Well, in less than a year, you replace your entire body down to the last atom, which means that right now what you're seeing is my 1993 model. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the body <laughs> I had last year is gone. So, which, which means that you really could cure yourself of whatever. If I if knew, knew how. how to influence the software. This is the printout. The hardware is my brain. The software is all those chemicals we were speaking about. Uh -huh. And then there's a programming. It's mm -hmm. my thoughts, feelings, emotions, and desires. Mm -hmm. But where's the programmer? It's the spirit. It's that silent space between the thoughts. So you program the spirit? Or isn't the spirit no, just the spirit is? the spirit just is. But when you get to the level of the spirit, then you can watch what's happening. Okay. And in that watching is the ability to change the program. What you say is, I want to convince you that you are much more than your limited body, ego, and personality. The rules of cause and effect as you accept them, cause and effect meaning you reap what you sow all the time, cause and effect as you accept them has squeezed you into the volume of a body and the span of a lifetime. In reality, the field of human life is open and unbounded. At its deepest level, your body is ageless. Your mind is timeless. Once you identify with that reality, which is consistent with the quantum worldview, aging will fundamentally change. One of the things you stress is that we are what we eat. Yes, Which means are. I've been a mass of potato chips and fries. Well, actually, yes. you see, the way I respond to food may not be the way you respond to food. We know people who say, I can eat anything I want and mm -hmm. I never gain weight. We have other people who say, all I have to do is look at food and I yeah. start to gain weight. Well, that's because we have different metabolic responses to food. Absolutely. Now, if you understand that, then you can create a diet for a person that will be appropriate for them in that there are certain foods that could speed up your body's metabolism by 25%, which no exercise in the world can do. Yeah, do there you know what those foods are, yes, perhaps? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Could you leave me a list when you leave? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they're essentially foods with bitter, pungent, and astringent tastes. And there are herbs with the same taste that will do the same thing. And those are the things that your body needs, in fact, and would want to have if given the right choices. You see, what happens is we get so programmed in our society by external cues because there's media, there's advertising, pills, there's all pills, 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 and they tell us what's good for us. But if we were to listen to our own bodies, the inner intelligence of the human body is the ultimate and supreme genius. It mirrors the wisdom of the universe. And it I, really is a miracle, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You know, a human body can do infinite things all at the same time and correlate them with each other. A human body can think thoughts, digest food, get rid of toxins, play a piano, make a new baby all at the same time and do all these activities at the same time. At the, at the same time. That's why when you said, how can I talk to every cell in my body? Well, when you're speaking to yourself, you're in fact speaking to every little cell in your body. And so what is important is what you're telling yourself about yourself. It's your internal dialogue. Somebody inside of you is having a conversation with themselves all the time. They never shut up, even in sleep, even in mm -hmm. dreams. It's going on. And this internal dialogue is being reflected in your body as all these space-time events that are happening. In fact, how we experience time, how we experience food, how we experience relationships, how we experience our universe determines every little event in our body. How did you come to know all this? I know you were a chief of staff at uh, New England Memorial Hospital for a while and that you were a practicing doctor just like all the other doctors out there. Yeah. Not talking this kind of talk. You know, I used to tell my patients, listen, if I could help you stop smoking, decrease your alcohol consumption, cut all these drugs and help you change your weight, then maybe we wouldn't need all these medicines. And they say, my mother-in-law says the same thing. She doesn't charge me $50. Mm -hmm. How do I do it? Mm -hmm. And it became aware, I became aware that our medical training, despite the fact that it gives us all the facts, it doesn't tell us how to do these things. So I went back to my own country, India. I came across a science called Ayurveda, which is 6,000 years old mm -hmm. and has its roots in ancient India. Ayurveda. Ayurveda. It means science, science of, of life. life. Yeah. And I looked at the science behind that mm -hmm. and I found that here's some really ancient wisdom that you can look at through the eyes of modern science. And there are techniques here, not only to change your body weight, but to get rid of addictions, to influence how the aging process takes place, to influence the very experience of time itself. Well, so that means that's why so many diets fail for so many people, because what's right for one body isn't necessarily right yeah. for another. And so when you get put on a blanket, quote, diet, diet it it's does, not necessarily no, what your body wants. What is your body wants. And if you were taking what your body really needs and wants, you'd achieve that ideal balance without any problems. In fact, I have a whole series on just weight control through the science of Ayurveda. I'd be happy to send it to people or to you yeah. uh, if you want, because I had the same problem. You know, I'm the same body, body type as you are. We're both kapha body types. What's that mean? Kapha means hypermetabolic. We like to enjoy ourselves and take it easy and have a nice time and our bodies Drink a little wine. <laughs> yeah, our, our bodies like that and therefore our bodies also need food that is sometimes stimulating and can override that hypometabolic tendency to speed it up now and then but you say one of the things that you should do is never eat with people you don't like 
because your state of awareness will influence how your food is metabolized. There was a study done in Ohio State University where they were feeding rabbits diets that were extremely high in cholesterol. And they found to their amazement there was one group of rabbits that never got the high cholesterol levels. After a while, they found out that the technician who was feeding these rabbits, instead of just throwing the food at them, he would stroke them and pet them and cuddle them and kiss them and then feed them the same poisonous food. But now as a result of that experience of happiness, they made chemicals inside their brain and the body that turned the cholesterol into a completely different metabolic pathway, making the crucial difference between life and death from what kills more people in our civilization than anything else. So it's not just the food you eat, but what your awareness, what your consciousness and your state of emotions is at the time you're eating. It will metabolize the food into an appropriate or inappropriate metabolic pathway. And that's pathway. why if you're somebody like me who's a stressful eater, you know, you mm. eat and rather than confront whatever the problem is, you eat to ease the stress, well, then, even then it turns into something else. Yes. See, your state of mind can convert nectar into poison and the other way around to poison into nectar. What happens inside your body is influenced by your consciousness. So it's very important. In fact, one of the things I tell people is if you're not feeling good, skip the meal at that time till you feel good till you can relax till you can enjoy it the whole purpose of eating is a very enjoyable act and when we eat if we're enjoying it then we metabolize it correctly one of the things you say in the book don't drink ice water because well because your body has to waste a lot of energy to bring it to the temperature that your body is so it's best to eat or drink food and take things at the temperature that your body is already there, then you don't waste it. That's so energy. interesting. When I read this, Sally's the one that put the ice in. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today for me, but I read, when I read this, when I read this, I thought, you know what? I already knew this. Last summer I was out hiking and I realized when I was that when I took, the water had gotten warm from the hike, that the the water at room temperature or the temperature of of the earth at that time was a lot easier to go down. Right. In fact, one of the best ways to remove toxins from the body is to drink either warm water or body temperature water, eight to 10 glasses a day. And you'll find that all these cravings that you have for things that you really don't need, they go away because these cravings are just messages from the body that something is out of order and it's uh, imbalanced or there are toxins there. Really? But there has to be room temperature of the water. Yeah, or even warm, even warm. Even David was just saying, David's producer came out and said, but I like ice water. It's a conditioned response. It's like a Pavlovian reflex. He's just used to it. (laughs) Yeah, Pavlovian reflex. You say there are three body types, and they are? They're traditionally called vata, pitta, and kapha. I call them hypermetabolic, hypometabolic. 
and fiery metabolic. So the hypermetabolic is, as I said earlier, the kind of person who eats anything they want, never gains weight. They are vivacious, enthusiastic, ectomorphic. They're thin, bony tendencies. Ten, yeah. tendons prominent, veins, etc. prominent. Yeah. And under normal circumstances, very That's the enthous- Vata person or the... Vata, Vata. yeah. Vata. Yeah, and they are very enthusiastic, vivacious. Mm-hmm. But when you get them under stress, they get insomnia, anxiety, muscle spasms, menstrual cramps. Backaches. Backaches. Yeah, I know people Migraine like that. headaches. Mm-hmm. Then the other type is the extreme opposite, the kapha, the hypometabolic. Under normal circumstances, they have a lot of extra body fat. And they are sympathetic, joyful, also vivacious, friendly, compassionate. Get them under stress and they hold on to things, whether it's food or fluid or relationships or anything. And then there's the fiery metabolic, the more muscular, mesomorphic, Mm -hmm. athletic types. Under normal circumstances, articulate and uh, brave and courageous, but get them upset under stress. They get angry, they get jealous, they get impatient, they get inflammatory disorders like ulcers and they get type A personalities and Mm -hmm. hypertension and heart attacks. So each one of us is a combination usually of one or two types or we may be a pure one type. But knowing this allows us to respond to the inner signals that we are emitting all the time. Because whenever you react to anything, whether it's a traffic jam or criticism from your boss or a love note, or the rainy weather, or a headache, you're really reacting not to the external signal, but to something that you generate within yourself. And if you become aware of that, then, and you become aware of your tendencies, then you can change things in your life, whether it's food, or relationships, or environment, or the way you manage stress, and bring about balance. So knowing your body type helps you to create more balance but in your But didn't body. you create your body type? Because with thoughts, you create everything. So if you are the body type, well, here we go. If you create the, didn't I create my own body type? The question type? is when. But when? Yes. Uh, you, you know, in the framework that I come from, mm-hmm. you're not a little human being who has occasional spiritual experiences, but you're a spiritual being who has occasional human experiences. Yeah, I believe so that. So your, spa- your lifespan is not just this one time around. Yes. So th- when you said, didn't you create your body type the answer with your thoughts? Yes. Yes. The question is when. Yeah. This little lifetime is like a flicker of, flicker, a parenthesis in eternity. Oh, I love that you know, description. It's just a little like... The, just a the, little parenthesis. In just, eternity. Just a little it's like, spit. It's like a yeah. flash, yeah. like the flash of a firefly in the middle of the night. It's, you know what? And we get so caught up in this little flash. Yeah. Wouldn't it be so wonderful if we could really communicate that to the world? Because I do shows all the time where neighbors can't get along and wives and husbands and children, nobody can get along. And I think, my God, we are wasting such precious planet time. Right. It's such a little time, time. this little planet right, time. Right, right, right. And if I could shift my attention to that part of myself and carry the consciousness of eternity with me all the time, then little space-time events, little things, the trivia, the mundane things in life wouldn't bother me. And it is those mundane things in life, the triviality of our internal dialogue that gets caught up with such trivial things that interferes with our connection to the spirit. Yeah, well, how did we get so far off track? Because we became so externally oriented. Our goals became external. We seek money, we seek power, 
we seek fame and you know seeking power is uh, is a need that fearful people have that they cannot help because power is nothing other than another form of fear when you have it is a need for, to protect yourself when fear is gone you don't need power what we really need to seek in life are the real things like peace like harmony like laughter like knowledge like love and when we do that then the external things also come but our attention has you said how did we get there we lost touch with our own selves but wouldn't you like to have more laughter in your life wouldn't you wouldn't you well you probably do laugh a lot all the time laughter and carefreeness you know why do children play why do dolphins dance in the oceans why do people look at stars why do people dance because this is a recreational universe it's meant for enjoyment for play for divinity there's a divinity inside of you that is full of laughter and it's when we lose touch with that laughter is then we get all kinds of problems and people know that now people know that when you have laughter you make healing chemicals even the tears of laughter are different than the tears of sorrow yes i read this i read this i read <laughs> yes. this that the chemical that that if you were to analyze doesn't this fascinate you if you were to analyze the tears from laughter or the tears from sadness that the actual chemical component would be different different absolutely Absolutely. Doesn't fact, that fascinate you? I am so fascinated by that. Yeah. And why is that? Mainly beca- because of what we said earlier. Because every laughter, thought makes a yes, chemical. Yes, and laughter is when we enjoy the paradox that life is. Life is a paradox, and when we experience that paradox inside us, you know, there's no such thing. We, it's us that makes sinners and saints. In reality, the sinner and the saint are merely exchanging notes. The saint has sinned. The sinner shall be sanctified one day. and it's all the same divinity playing itself out so when we recognize and reconcile to ourselves mm-hmm. that life is a paradox and things are not so clear cut as we want to make them out to be mm-hmm. then we experience that release and that's laughter well you say that you are what you eat but you really are more than what you eat you are what you think before even what you eat yes you are a complex uh, relationship that's what you are you are a relationship we are all relationships we are inseparably interconnected to each other even on a physical level right now you have in your body right this moment you have in your body a million atoms that were once in the body of christ or buddha or genghis khan or mr saddam hussein or leonardo da vinci uh, just the last 3 weeks a quadrillion atoms have gone through your body that have gone through the body of every other living species on our planet think of a tree in africa a squirrel in siberia a peasant in china and you're connected with that person that's why we have love and feeling and compassion in our lives and when we recognize that that we see our inseparability well if we're so connected then why do we as a as a human race of people make such a big deal about the differences between us all in fact those differences are part of the unity we are the same being in different disguises the differences are just disguises and when we recognize it the differences are there to create the experience of contrast without contrast there is no experience it would be flat mm-hmm. so the differences are there to give us that experience of contrast which makes it interesting Oh I got But it. We're all spirits in different clothing so we could be recognized. That's it. You say it so much better than I can. Because <laughs> otherwise we just be all just all these spirits looking alike and that's we never right. know who is who. That's right. right. Okay. That's right. Absolutely. That's so right. if the mind we're going to do this experiment to prove how powerful the mind is. Yeah, there are many experiments you can do, but we can do the simple one if yeah, you want. Yeah, let's do this stick with that. Oh, okay. One. A lot of pressure here. And what does this mean? Well, why don't you do it? Why don't okay. you do it? Hold this string. 
between your thumb and your forefinger. Just yeah. hold it. Uh -huh. Rest your elbow comfortably on your thigh. Uh -huh. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, rest it comfortably. I'll hold it still. Now, just while you're holding that still, mentally have the idea it's moving back and forth. Mentally have the idea that it's moving. Okay? Don't worry, it'll start moving. And it'll start moving wider and wider. See, it's already doing that. Okay? In, that, in any direction you want. There you are. Now, once it's doing that, just change the idea in your mind that instead of swinging it like that, it's going to start swinging like this in a different direction. Oh, my mentally. heavens. See? Now, mentally have the idea that it's going to start making circles. Just mentally have the idea. It's going to start making circles. There you are. See? Circles. Now, bigger and bigger circles. There you are. Oh, my heavens. Okay. I didn't think I could do it. I was See? feeling a lot of pressure here. Okay. Well, listen. Now, I can't believe it's doing it. Yeah. And now have the idea that it's going to reverse the circle. So if it's making oh, circles... Oh, no, I don't know if I can do oh, that. Just have the idea. Okay. Just have the idea. That it's going to reverse the circle. Yes. Just keep that idea in your mind. You see, your expectancy determines outcome. Uh -huh. And as long as you're not attached to the outcome, the outcome will be guaranteed. Okay. Whenever we fulfill a desire, whatever that desire is, certain things happen. Number one, we expect a certain outcome. Oh, it just there switched. There you are. It See? just did it. <laughs> See? I can't, I, I can't. I, and this is living proof that every cell in your body is eavesdropping on your internal dialogue. And by changing your internal dialogue, you can influence the chemistry. The Even Sally's impressed. Chem Even Sa oh, Sally's saying, cell. I didn't think you could do it, but you did. Every cell? Every cell. Uh, how would this happen? Now, otherwise? see, now this is amazing, because if you can do with this, this with a string, right. it means you can do it with your life. Yeah, you can do it with anything. You can fulfill any desire in life that you want, because inherent in having the desire is the mechanics for its fulfillment. I don't have the same desires as you because nature gave me those desires that nature means to fulfill okay, for okay, me. Okay, 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 okay. But what about poverty, though? What about if you can't pay your light bill next week so you can make a string move, but how are you going to get your bills paid? See, what we experience as the physical world at any one point of, uh, in time is the collective dream of a people that is manifesting itself as physical reality at a certain point in history. Collective dream, collective thoughts. Collective thoughts. It's, yeah. it's, it's a stepchild of something that's abstract, but we create it. You know, there's that biblical saying, uh, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day, mm -hmm. teach, teach him, him to how fish. to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. We can change those physical realities collectively if we all, all put our attention to it. That's what Martin Luther King said. Mm -hmm. I have a dream. And when you have that dream, you change the reality of the yes. light bulb. When you have the, the dream and you can get enough people to go along. Go with it. Go then with it, it becomes true for everyone. Right. And so for the people who are at home watching now who think, oh, well, all of this sounds well and good, but my life, I'm buried in my life. Well, I'd don't... like to say to them, whatever you can imagine, whatever you can imagine, the best that you can imagine, you're more than that. Because when you imagine something, you still confine it to a certain, you limit it. Yes. You see, 
and you can't limit yourself because your spirit is unbounded. You know, there's yes. a Rumi, Rumi poet, uh, Rumi from uh, ancient Egypt, he said, uh, or Lebanon or Middle East, or all these differences. He said, you are the unconditioned spirit trapped in conditions like the sun in eclipse. Get in touch with the spirit. Yeah, I often say that about my own life, that people ask me about whether or not I had goals, and I say God had a bigger goal for me than right. I could ever have right. for myself. The dream that God dreamed for me is bigger. Much bigger. Much, much bigger, bigger than the, than the dream. I would have and had I for say myself. something similar to myself. I say, when things don't seem to go my way, I let go of my idea of how they should be, trusting that I don't know the bigger picture. And if I knew it, boy, would I be surprised? Would I be surprised? Because it's much more perfect than I ever dreamed it could be. So what do you say to your critics who say that this is all just very cultish and that... You know that, that story about this woman walks into a doctor's office yes. and the doctor says, you know, Mrs. Smith, I have good news for you and bad news. The good news is that modern medicine has no answer for your terminal illness. And the, that's, no, that's the bad news is that modern <laughs> medicine has no answer for your illness. And the good news is I'm a quack. <laughs> oh, man. man. No, the fact is the National Institutes of Health has recently appointed me on a panel for unconventional and alternative medical practices. Sharp Medical Center, which in La Jolla is the biggest provider of healthcare, is starting with my help, a new institute for human potential, longevity, and healing. And I think what we considered miracle cures in the past are becoming the science of today. Well, you know what is interesting? I think even some of the most staunch traditionalists have made the connection between mind and body yeah, and if spirit. If there wasn't that connection, how would you wiggle your toes or do anything? Thoughts have an invisible animating power without which we would be paralyzed. We've uh, been talking to Dr. Deepak Chopra. I wanted to just reiterate something from uh, Ageless Mind, Timeless Body. He says the skin replaces itself once a month, the stomach lining every five days, the liver every six weeks, the skeleton every three months, to the naked eye, these organs look the same from moment to moment, but they're always in flux. By the end of this year, 98% of the atoms in your body will have been exchanged for new ones. So if that is true, how can we begin to make the 98% exchange be the best ones we can get? Learn, learn to go back to that place from where you can rewrite the program. And once you do that, then you'll see that you're stepping into a river which is, looks always the same, but is never the same. The Greek philosopher Heraclitus said, you can never step into the same river twice. Likewise, mm -hmm. the real you cannot step into the same flesh and bones twice because you're renewing your body more easily, more effortlessly, more spontaneously than you can even change your clothes. And if you knew how to do that, you could create a new body literally. See, if, we, if this was a brick building and we could replace every brick in one year, we could create a new building. But most people are stuck with the notion this is the only way to do it. Get out of that notion. Get rid of your premature commitments to reality and you'll find there's a new reality. Okay, to this is the secret to a perfect, healthful, happy life. We come to the planet to really do one thing and that is to learn how to love. Love is it. Love is really it. Is it true? Yes, think about love, talk about love, seek it and encourage it in everyone and then that gets rid of everything because love is the ultimate truth and it's not a mere sentiment, it's not a mere emotion, it's the ultimate truth at the heart of creation. It's the experiential knowledge of who you really are. Thank you, Dr. Deepak Chopra. This is Thanks. really interesting. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Super Soul Conversations, the podcast. 
You can follow Super Soul on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Super Soul Conversation. Thank you for listening. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.